Hi, my name is Tamu Thomas. I'm the founder of The 360 Brand and I'm here creating this video slash audio. Um, I have been meaning to share this on IGTV and creating audio to show on my podcast for a few days now and I haven't got around to doing it and it is 9.30 at night and I feel like doing it now so I'm going to do it. So um, I shared the first of my newsletters on Sunday um, and it is long form. If you know me or you've connected with me previously, you will not be surprised by that fact. Um, And I know that people don't read long form as much as they used to. So I decided that I will read it and I will share the video on IGTV and I will strip the audio and share it on my podcast, 360 Conversations. So this newsletter is about growth. Here goes. Imagine if plants avoided the discomfort of growth because they were scared of the light above the soil, because they were scared of how deep their roots would have to burrow into the darkness to anchor them in. Imagine if plants had thinking minds and kept themselves small, confined confined within their seeds because they feared the unknown. Imagine that. That quote was the basis of my talk at Susie Ashworth's very impactful Limitless Live event on the 3rd of May 2019. The response to my talk and this quote suggests that a number of people related to the feeling of staying encased within their shell due to fearing the uncertainty that dovetails growth. One of my most significant realisations so far has been that resisting growth equals resisting life. Another realisation has been that we are of nature. We're not machines that merely require various types of fuel to keep going. We are delicate, living, breathing organisms. This is so easy to forget in a world where we are raised to be effective and do things that support us being productive, often for other people. A world where prioritising our human needs is seen as a frivolous indulgence to be enjoyed by an elite few. Since acknowledging that we humans are part of the natural world, I've turned to nature for guidance. One day, I stumbled upon a time-lapse video of a plant growing from a seed. I've seen plant time-lapse videos before, but on this occasion, I found it so captivating. The seed did so much work in the darkness of the soil. The work could not just be seen. The work could not be seen, just felt. The sprouting of roots each root burrowing down and wide, roots creating offshoots, spreading deeper and wider, enabling them to remain deeply embedded as the plant began to sprout up towards the surface. As the stem began to emerge from the seed, it courageously pushed through the soil towards the light. I'm sure the growth must have paused intermittently, allowing moments to absorb vital nutrients to support its journey. Unlike us, Plants do not have a conscious mind to contemplate meaning or any personal development resources to lean into whilst they rationalise every move. They are free to focus all their resources on growth. Plants do not have complex neurological and emotional structures designed to keep them alive like we do. Structures built for us to survive, thwarting growth when left unchecked because growth feels uncomfortable and anything uncomfortable is perceived as unsafe. The thing about survival structures is that they do not discriminate. They are so focused on keeping us safe, they try to keep us small, 
trapping us just beneath the surface of the soil, avoiding the risk of being seen and simultaneously avoiding the probability of blooming. Plants focus on growing towards the sun, minding their own business, knowing that it is their job to be seen and take up their space. They are not concerned with rhododendrons, crocuses, grass or trees. All efforts focused on blooming up towards the light, growing into what they are destined to be. Imagine giving growth as much space and momentum as fear. As I watched the time-lapse video, I thought about my wonderfully harrowing journey back to myself, spurred by my 40-year-old existential crisis, an experience that forced me inward into my seed, to rest and reflect, lay dormant, learn to grow through my experience, germinate, apply the lessons and bloom anew in the relevant season, grow through the soil. The penny dropped. Growth is not restricted to an upward motion. We need to allow our roots to burrow deep down first, then wide, then further down and wider so we can bloom through the learning and experience growth. As we are living, breathing organisms, much like plants, our roots burrow down deeper and wider as we grow and expand, anchoring us in, providing the stability required to reach the new levels of blooming. Due to the belief that growth is only valid if it is ascending, we tend to prevent ourselves from connecting with the downward motion. We desperately try to stop ourselves from what feels like plummeting, not realising that in suppressing that downward motion, we are restricting ourselves, stunting our growth. Growth is ascending and descending simultaneously, feeling stretched, pulled towards the learning, whilst being pulled down by the weight of our awakening, so we freeze, believing that the Malay is safer. In my case, the burden of stunting my growth just became too heavy to bear. The judgment of myself and others, aggressive inner communication, lack of connection to self, lack of self-care, and not the social media kind, the real deal. The denying myself pleasure, rewarding work with more work, and building armour so strong that no one could get in, which in turn meant that I could not get out, made me ill. I ignored my symptoms. I ignored my symptoms, chastising myself for being weak. Determined to be strong, I continued gulping from my own poison chalice, behaving as if life is an endurance test. I was so out of touch with myself that I refused to acknowledge my emotions becoming psychosomatic. Emotions desperately manifesting in places that would eventually garner my attention. Sadly, the eight years of frequent morning headaches, chronic lethargy, sinus issues, neck pain that was barely relieved by diazepam, lower back pain, irritability, low mood and anxiety were not loud enough to drown my ego, spurring me on to push through. After eight years of pushing against myself, along with individualising and ignoring my symptoms, my body had to pull out the big guns. A weakened immune system that almost required a bone, a bone marrow transplant, heart palpitations and panic attacks to be exact. I was forced to slow the fuck down. I had no choice. The fact that I was unable to do my usual and busy myself with more work stopped me in my tracks. 
because my body screaming and pleading was not enough. Hashtag productivity addict. In slowing down and seeking support, I began to understand that my issues were an interconnected layer cake and the cause was me being disconnected, living on my periphery. I needed to move into my core, take up space in the centre of myself, enabling me to connect fully to my 360 degrees and take responsibility for it all. But how? I did the usual. I turned to the biomedical model. I was offered pills which I refused and was put on a waiting list for therapeutic support. Whilst I waited, whilst I awaited the NHS, something didn't feel right. I knew that the clinical model was not what I needed. It definitely was not linked to shame. I just knew that what I needed was a more soulful and integrated model. I pondered how I could apply all that I was learning from my deep dive into personal development and spirituality. What I was reading and listening to was great, but it felt a bit lofty. There was lots of talks about what, but not much about how. And when you've had years of doubting yourself and living according to other people's standards, you cannot merely speak it into existence. And initially, affirmations feel like a crock of shit. I learned that my existential crisis was in part due, was in part due to me staying in my winter too long. I learned that I was doing the work, but I was just consuming and reflecting. I wasn't setting myself up for growth. I was trapped below the soil, folding in on myself under the guise of being inspired. My ego had levelled up and found a way to keep me stuck. Step one, patting me on the back for all I was learning. Step two, self-righteous critique on my lack of growth due to not applying the newly acquired knowledge. Step three, whispering that I needed to learn more stuff before applying the knowledge in the most soothing, dulcet tone. The return to step one. Whilst this diatribe ensued, I didn't notice that growth presents differently depending on the season. I was so hooked on the linear and false narrative of growth we are conditioned to believe, I didn't realise that I needed to acknowledge the seasons and prepare for them. Like a farmer with her crop, preparing the soil, planting her seeds, tending the crops until they are ripe and then harvest. I'd spent the best part of 20 years, possibly my whole life, continuously harvesting, harvesting, ravaging my environment, then wondering why I was yielding less and less. I decided to apply the skills gained from my 15-year social work career to transform what I was learning into tangible, practical action steps. Ooh tangible, practical action steps that felt real. This provided me with the wisdom necessary to understand that I'm a late spring, early summer bloomer. I bear the most beautiful crop, colourful, vibrant and nutrient dense. However, I require a lot of rest and nurture to do so. My need for good, good quality rest and nurture is increasing as I get older. I'm not a hardy perennial. Over, the over time, the personal development started to feel effective. From coaching to reading and journaling, I could feel myself moving from the outskirts into the centre of myself, understanding and learning to appreciate me, the full 360 degrees, not just the parts I liked to keep on display. As I write this, I feel grounded. This is the difference between taking action 
and sitting in the opioid glow of what I know. Transformation is precipitated by action. You can know a whole lot, a whole lot, but if you're not taking action, the knowledge is futile. It remains in your head, becoming a burden because you know what to do, but not how to do it in a manner that is real for you. Analysis paralysis, anyone? In taking action, I got to understand my triggers, which meant I was able to be empathetic and address the cause rather than project the symptoms. Okay, this is a work in progress and shall be forevermore. I'm a human and will human. I properly tracked my cycle and learnt the impact of my hormones. This is how I've been able to take naps on days 25 to 28 of my cycle and not feel guilt. Action taught me that my ego is not bad. She's just trying to keep me small because small equals safe. I learnt that my ego is me, age seven, and have started to befriend her as such. She's a professional sucker <laughs> and manipulative AF, but she's seven. And that's what seven-year-olds do. I remember to reassure her that we are safe and I've got this rather than chastise. Sometimes this slows me down, but slow motion is better than none. Growth gets deeper and wider as you put your learning into action. You get pulled down by the new realisations. However, when the realisations are used as data and the lessons are applied, you are then supported upwards Growth is a constant push and pull. People often say time passes and growth occurs anyway, which can at times lull us into a false sense of giving our responsibility to fate and leaving it to the universe. But know this, standing still and waiting is folding in on yourself. Whilst you fold, your environment grows around you making you feel even more stagnant. Spoiler alert, you're not stagnant. I invite you to ask yourself, what action are you hiding from in the midst of your personal development and busyness? My truth is that the action I was hiding from, that I'm still hiding from to a degree, is being myself fully. I oscillate between I'm too big and I'm too small. In these moments, I take it back to nature, seeking the everyday joy of my garden, literally. Noticing that the birds don't seem to mind what size they are, they just bird. The grass just grasses and the bloody weeds grow exponentially. The weeds are my other inner critic of my garden. But despite the weeds, the flowers, etc. still continue to grow. Obviously, the growth is bigger and faster when the weeds are curtailed. The human brain is, very, is a very powerful muscle. So powerful, in fact, that brains can trick us into believing changes are being made because we are reading, listening and journaling on all the things. But it's a short term dopamine hit. Be more serotonin. You have all you need inside you just like the seed contains all it needs to push through the soil and become whichever plant it's destined to be. So I challenge you to step away from the books, the journals, the audiobooks, the podcasts, even my podcast, and make time for action because that is where the real growth is. 
If you would like to read the letter for yourself, Oh, that's the end, by the way. That is the end um, of that part of my newsletter. There are some other lovely bits in there. But if you would like to receive the newsletter yourself, hop over to the link in my bio that says um, something along the lines of subscribe to the Everyday Joy newsletter or something. Um, and you will receive that on most Sundays. And I say most because I'm not going to be able to do this every week. Uh, maybe that's a limiting belief. Anyway, I'm not committing myself to do it every week. But yeah, sign up, babes. There's nothing like reading for yourself. But I will continue to read these and share on my IGTV and also on my podcast. Okay, my loves, I bid you farewell. I hope that you have a restful night's sleep and um, I will catch you whenever. Bye. Thank you for listening to 360 Conversations. I appreciate you sharing your precious time with my guest and I. I hope you found the episode useful. I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review my podcast. Like an increasing number of our digital experiences, the algorithms rule. Your feedback will assist me reaching a wider audience and I'd really love to have more women being privy to or joining these conversations. The feedback I get following each episode is beautiful and tells me more women could benefit. As always, I'd love to keep the conversation going. You can join me by commenting on the podcast show notes on my website or via social media at Live360. I hope to engage with you soon. Podcast produced by me, Tammy Thomas. Podcast music produced by James Anderson. Take care.